Hello and welcome to FT TV. We are back again with another episode of our weekly podcast. I'm your host Ali along with my fellow co-host Jawad. Jawad, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Finally, we got the finals of UEFA Champions League. So, looking back to it and looking forward to what's to come. Let's get into it. So, the first topic which is an unbelievable news for the common folk but not for the special one. Jose Mourinho back again in football. Uh, as he said in the Tottenham interview that I will always be in football. So he has been appointed Roma manager from the start of the next season. How do you see that uh, appointment? Not gone for long at all then, right? <laughs> well, a week or two since he's out of job at Tottenham, he is in after Fonseca's out. And rightly so. Uh, yes. Though some people might say Fonseca should have given uh, should have gotten a little bit more time to play with the Roma team. But just look at where they are. Initially, they were having trouble just dealing with the top six sides in Italy. But as of recently, they were struggling against even the mid-table and even the bottom half of the table teams. So Fonseca being uh, fired was absolutely the right decision. And this is a Galacticos signing for Roma. Though they might not be able to spend lavishly on the likes of players coming in. But... Mourinho is as big of a name as you can get in terms of the manager you have. So I am very excited to see what he's going to be remembered as. Because remember, the last time he was in Italy, he won the treble with Inter. So the special one truly is back, in my opinion. What do you think? I think it is kind of an appointment where it has a lot of positives along with the negatives. So I'll discuss the negatives first. Uh, Roma is a club which goes in and out of the top six in the Serie A. In the last 30 years, they managed to win the league once and a couple of uh, Italian Cups as well. That's the football heritage that Jose Mourinho likes to bring up. Even at Manchester United, Chelsea and recently at Tottenham. So now he has gone and taken a job at a club which has a very shallow football heritage, I might say. And along with that, if I discuss the positives, I would say the job has less pressure in terms of winning trophies and it can be a long-term commitment. He will be given time and considering the uh, caliber of Jose Mourinho, I think the owners at Roma might back him to uh, do something good uh, uh, with the current team because I, I, I know that this team requires a lot of restructuring. What do you think in that aspect? So, you're absolutely right. The last time they won the league was under a special, special coach. And he's still remembered yes. to this day under for that, right? So that's the one thing. Uh, winning the league title with a club like Roma is always a huge achievement because they haven't won it very much. It's the top three in Italy which are dominating. I think 36 what it is right now for True. Juventus, 18 for AC Milan and then 19 for Inter, right? So it's always been a case of who's going to win the league between these three. And Roma has always been in and out, right? They always were there. The season that Inter won the treble and won the league, the closest team to them was ironically Roma. So it, there is a little bit of a history there, but I feel like people might have forgotten that. Italian media certainly still remembers Jose Mourinho as the special one. It could be that... Uh, they have forgotten or they don't really like to look at what he had done recently. Because recently, he hasn't been True. that successful. He he wasn't the special one per se in the Premier League. Though he won a few titles here and there with United. And he, he did do a, a tremendous job at Chelsea in his first stint. 
So Jose Mourinho uh, in England is sarcastically remembered as the special one. But in Italy, he truly is. They, they still remember him for that amazing and rare feat of winning the treble with Inter. And getting the job at Roma, you're absolutely right. It's a long-term project and the club needs to understand that. Mourinho is not going to come in the next season and going to win the league. That's not possible. Their realistic target for next season should be top four, which they're going to miss out on this season. So Champions League is the target for Mourinho and I feel like he's going to deliver that because Italian football is in a limbo right now. So we're going to get to that stuff later on a little bit. But I feel like Roma has a very good shot in getting into the Champions League spots next season. And uh, he's got a very good team at hand. Though he might not have star players, uh, the likes of Harry Kane and um, Son. So he might not have that at his disposal here. But he's still got a very talented young core that he can build around though he has stars like Jekyll who are aging and he's always got those stars that he, he was kind of having trouble with last time around but I feel like he's gonna be able to do a good job he's got the workhorses and the likes of Pedro so the squad is built cool. good enough that he he can uh, make the job done and if he's given the players that he need to really build this team up I don't doubt it for a second that Roma should end up in the Champions League sports next season. That's what I feel like is a realistic target. Do you think they should go for Champions League or the Scudetto? I think uh, talking about the Scudetto is kind of a false dream right now. But if he even delivers a top 5 spot and takes them to a Europa League final for next season, that's a very good achievement as well, considering the current squad. Because when I analyze the squad, when they were playing against United. They have Henrik Mkhitaryan, Chris Smalling. Uh, and I should remind you this. He called uh, Chris Smalling less brave than a nine-year-old girl when he was at Manchester United. And when it comes to Mkhitaryan, he said that uh, people set their own standards and Mkhitaryan of Dortmund had a different vibe to him than Mkhitaryan at United. So those uh, people might be dreading his arrival at the club. But I do agree... I do agree with you. He he likes Eden Dzeko. He tried to sign him in 2014. Uh, he likes uh, Lorenzo Pellegrini. And he wanted to coach uh, Patrick Kulivert's son, Justin Kluivert, who was at Ajax, a wonder kid. Now he has his hands on him. But I want to ask you, do you see any uh, older players like Marouane Fellaini or Semi Khadira making an appearance at Jose Mourinho's team? So that, I didn't want to name names, but you, since you did that, Mkhitaryan is one of those players that uh, he never got along with Mourinho. Uh, but Mourinho is one of those player managers who can get the best out of him. And uh, you're right, Mkhitaryan in uh, the Premier League was nothing to uh, write home about. But he has really come alive at the start of this season. In the first half of this season under Fonseca, Mkhitaryan was doing absolutely tremendous. The likes of too. So you, you, you can't forget, Veratu is for the first time in his career, has hit double digits True. this season as a midfielder in Roma. So he's got a very talented squad in what it is right now. Uh, whether he goes for some uh, veteran names like the likes of Kadera and Falaini is an entirely separate thing though. Because they have a young core in midfield, especially if Zaniolo comes back, that kid is truly special. That kid is on another level, but coming back from two True. very, very major injuries is going to be a hard task to ask. But uh, I, I would like to see uh, either either one or uh, Falaini or Kadira uh, uh, to be in Roma because I feel like it gives 
the team something to build upon. And uh, I'm going to admit where I'm wrong. I ridiculed Conte for bringing in uh, the likes of Arturo Vidal and uh, what have you, right? Alexis Sanchez. These are the players that I thought uh, they're running old. So he hit, did hit and miss with Arturo Vidal. But he did start a kickoff the actual title challenge for Inter with that goal against Juventus. So, and again, uh, Sanchez has done brilliantly well at Inter as well under Conte. So, having that core experienced player really does make a difference. You can build your squad on youth and that's really going to get you a lot further than you were previously hoping for. But winning you titles, winning you trophies comes with experience. And you got to sure. have some experience in your squad. So I feel like if he even is able to bring in Marco Royce, uh serial winner, uh, World Cup winner at that, if he were, was to come in, that that's an ideal signing, I feel, I feel like, for Roma as of right now. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, Mourinho has a bright future ahead at Roma if they are to have right expectations. He's not going to win you trophies next season, but he's going to get you close. And that's what you can uh, hope for. Absolutely. I'm very excited for Jose Mourinho at AS Roma as well. Feels like a very good job for him considering the pressure and the expectations. But let's move on to a topic which involves a lot of pressure and the whole of Europe will be watching an all-English final. Chelsea going against Manchester City in the UEFA Champions League final this season. So what are your initial thoughts on the draw? So Chelsea go into this final as the underdogs. And this is not the first time they have gone into the Champions League final as the underdogs and won it. So True. nothing. I'm betting nothing against anyone right now. I'm always going to say this. I feel like this is the season that you cannot deny Pep Guardiola. He is a truly special manager, though you might see memes flying around that, what, $10 billion spent, <laughs> 10 years, and so on and so forth. And a true underdog story for Manchester City and Pep Guardiola getting into the Champions League final for the first time. Uh, yeah, I get all of that, but you cannot deny the talent at hand. The mastermind that is Pep guiding them to the Champions League final is another story. And I feel like it is his season, True. but it's a very tricky final to predict. Uh, City would have been hoping that it was Real Madrid who came out of that tie uh, to play against City in the final because they would have picked them apart. Absolutely, the way Chelsea played them. If Madrid made it to the final, no chance City, City loses that. City is a team that can really, sure. really play around with the game of Real Madrid. But the way Tuchel has his Chelsea set up, they don't let many goals in, right? And City's strong suit is not his defense, it's the attack, right? It's the free-flowing attack that they've got going on. They've got a very good defense. Don't get me wrong. The likes of the players that they've got is tremendous, the defense they have. But their main strength is in the free-flowing football that they play in attack. Right, So if Chelsea can shut that down, I do see another upset happening uh, at the hand of that. But it's all about can they keep the players quiet? Can they keep Phil Foden quiet? Right? Can they keep really, really, can they keep De Bruyne quiet? That's the question. If those two players are kept quiet and Chelsea players are able to mark them, yeah, I, I do see an upset happening. What do you think? I think it will be an interesting encounter. First of all, I am very happy that it is an all-English final after a number of years because as a Premier League fan, what more can you ask for than two teams from your favorite league dominating Europe? And when it comes to tactical, I think Pep Guardiola needs to be very careful because he's going against a very underrated tactical mastermind as well, Thomas Tuchel. A lot of clean sheets and he signed a 36-year-old Thiago Silva who has been one of the best centre-backs in the Premier League for the past season. 
so the defense is in tokel's hand i know uh, america lapore john stones and uh, ruben diaz have been in phenomenal form but it's all about the setup and i think that uh, right now i cannot uh, give pep guardiola the edge over thomas tuchel when it comes to the defensive setup and when it comes to the midfield i think that is where chelsea can lose the battle because you cannot outclass fernandinho gunduhan de bruyne with the likes of a young mason mount uh, kante and jorginho i know kante can give a lot but de bruyne is another sort of sort of beast but i really want to see a very interesting final i want it to be full of goals full of tackles and full of uh, close calls you're going to be very disappointed with this final i i see it being a very close call and a nervy final i don't see an open final at all I'm I'm going to predict it's either going to be a 1-0 uh, or maybe a 2-1. It's not not going to have more than 3 goals in this and I feel like I'm I'm going to go with City. Uh, you're absolutely right in saying that the defense is on Chelsea's side whereas City's got a great defense with Ruben Diaz and John Stone but they are individuals whereas Chelsea play as a team as a unit with complete strategy in place man against the ball playing a straight line. Their lines are superb. If you really see the way their offside traps are set up Tuchel has it to a T. So that's where uh Chelsea really can play the game and midfield it's to play for, right? So you you mentioned a young Mason Mount, right? So the guy is underrated uh, at this point, uh but he he's done a good job. He's done a good job to uh, put himself on the map. But I feel like Kanté uh, in uh Jorginho if they are able to maintain and play the tempo of the game then chelsea can really win the battle but i don't see it happening with fernandinho absolutely bullying them the way he bullied the paris uh, midfield i feel like if that's going to happen then uh, midfield goes goes to city and if you go up front in the attack then yeah I, i'm not going to take chelsea's attack over uh, city's because uh, yeah if you can play oliver giroud if you really want to play uh, uh, crosses into the box but again can you really uh, say that who's going to win in the battle Giroud or Ruben Diaz or John Stone so that that's one of those things that is up, up in the air so the the game is going to be played in the midfield and it's going to won and lost uh, in the midfield if uh Jorginho True. is able to make his mark on the game then it's Chelsea's but if he gets bullied by Fernandinho then it's City's game to be uh, uh, to be won right i'm i'm going to predict a nervy 2-1 win for City and i want to correct myself when i say that i want goals flying in and a close encounter <laughs> i don't expect a scoreline of 4 4-3 or 5-4 i just i just want people to take chances be brave enough and give us a good football match to enjoy and you know remember An open i don't game. want uh, yeah i don't want a penalty shootout <laughs> i don't want uh, de bruyne scoring from the spot or mahrez scoring from the spot i don't want all of that i want good open play goals and I hope the best teams win. I want Chelsea to win because I want people to realize that Thomas Tuchel has been one of the underrated gems in the world of football and people have ignored him for too long. I've been a fan of him since his Dortmund days and I know what uh, what is his capability is. And that brings me to my next question. Uh, in terms of success, if Tuchel somehow pulls this miracle off, uh, do you do you see him dominating the Premier League next season? Uh, I I I I do. I do. That's a very surprising question because I didn't think that you were going to pick Chelsea. It's surprising that you are, but Tuchel is a very good manager. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I just feel like there's levels to this game. Like I said last time around, same goes for managers. 
Pep Guardiola is on a level above Tuchel right now. But if he's able to get, uh, like, if he's, Tuchel is able to outcoach Guardiola in this one, then yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. But uh, I'm not a stan of uh, Tuchel. Tuchel, I feel like, is still learning. Whereas Guardiola knows everything there is to know. He's learned under uh, one of the best managers there were. He's played in one of the best teams there were. And his Barcelona, uh, the way they played, still is fresh in my mind. Beautiful, beautiful football. And he's implemented that everywhere he's went. And I feel like it is city season. So, yeah, to answer your question, Chelsea, no doubt in my mind, are going to make a splash in the cha- in the Premier League next season. So, yeah, that, that would be an exciting uh, thought to really look forward to. We'll discuss that in our Premier League preview when we get to it. Uh, who's going to finish in the top four and all. But I definitely see Chelsea up, up above the top teams. Going from the Champions League, let's get into the Europa League. Uh, not an all-English affair. Unai Amory did a good enough job to get past his old team. What do you think is going to happen yeah. in this one? Who do you see winning? Uh, is your team? L- let me just say this first. Arsenal hired Unai Amory as a replacement for uh, Arsene Wenger. And they did not back him in the transfer market. They did not bring him the players that he asked for. Unai Emery is not a bad manager. He's not a brilliant manager, but he's not a bad manager as well. He's kind of a Europa League expert, if I recall his previous um, campaigns. So, uh, this is one for the Arsenal fans who doubted the man. And now they got knocked out by the same (laughs) team. I see this becoming a very close encounter because we saw how uh, Manchester United uh, have the capability to leak goals out of nowhere. So, uh, I feel like uh, United is the favourites going into this one. The way they absolutely thrashed Roma in the first leg really shows uh, what they have available in front of them, right? So, I, the squads, if you were to compare Villarreal against United, I feel like United has a stronger squad right now. And they're definitely not a Europa League team. I, I feel like uh, right now, they, the way they've come together, they definitely belong in the Champions League. So, though I, I hate to say this, uh, United is the favourites going into this one. And with a stronger squad, I feel like uh, Solskjaer should bring a trophy home to Old Trafford. And uh, with that said, I do see Unai Emery getting up and close to this one. And with his team, the way they are set up, if they are really able to control the uh, flow of football going forward, right? If they are able to do that like they did against Arsenal, uh, I do feel like the tie could yes. be uh, close. But I don't see it anywhere, uh, any of that happening. I feel like the way United is going right now, the way Solskjaer has got this team running and really playing for him. He's got Pogba playing for him, right? Can you really imagine True. saying that a year or so ago? Yes. There were rumors that Pogba is going to be leaving. But Solskjaer has him playing, right? And a Pogba playing is a scary thought. And then you got Bruno Fernandes up front. True. Uh, who's really uh, t- like pulling the strings in the midfield. So, yeah, I, I do see it not being close. Uh, whereas the Champions League final was going to be nervy. I feel like it's going to be an easy win for United. Uh, anywhere a 2-0 or 3-0 should do the job. And Solskjaer is winning uh, the trophy and bring it back to Old Trafford. Do you, do you agree? said that this is going to be a close encounter because United have a habit of becoming under pressure <laughs> and they leak goals when that happens. And Villarreal have the players up front who can get into very good positions. United lost to Roma in the return leg and they were very poor and very fragile defensively. Harry Maguire was caught off guard a lot of times. Luke Shaw, although was brilliant going forward, but looked very tired. But I want Ole to win this because 
he deserves the trophy because of how brilliant of a man manager he has been at united he has been patient he did not get a lot of players that he wanted this season but still managed to be very close to man city in the premier league and has made semi finals in uh, a couple of competitions and now he's in the final in uh, europa league so ole deserves it i want united to do it for ole and you're absolutely right pogba is playing for manchester united and he is finally playing like the player that we thought he will turn out to be so props to ole for this i see a comfortable 3-1 victory for manchester united right you you do see uh, villarreal scoring that's where we disagree on this one but it's good to see that we actually agreed on who the winner is going to be on this one so yeah i, I feel like uh, europa league is uh, a pretty easy you know, one to predict whereas champions league is a bit more tough considering uh, how the teams match up but the way both these teams are set up i feel like the clear advantage is in united's favor uh moreno though might do do a good job for villarreal up front but uh going up against your captain harry maguire i feel like he's going to have a, a bit of a trouble uh playing against him he's a forward who is used to playing a dominating uh game but i feel like the physicality of united's defender is going to be tough for him to deal with so that that's what i feel like it's going to be the case and united should be the easy winners for this one so let's move on to the next topic and that is from italy the title race is done and dusted inter are the champions of the serie a this season props to antonio conte managed the team brilliantly throughout the season and uh, delivered when it mattered the most and is going on a phenomenal run right now i think 12 wins in all competitions uh, if i recall correctly and everybody is chipping in darman is scoring goals lukaku brilliant as always alexis sanchez is finding his form again so brilliant on conte so how do you see this season and do you think this is a start of something or this is going to be a one season thing for conte here's the thing i'm not happy about this obviously for obvious reasons <laughs> but here's the thing Uh, how our results change everything your opinions are changed or they're shaped on winning the league conte did great in the league conte is a league coach so he did great in the league but are we forgetting what happened in the champions league right so enter at the yes. start of the season we're, we're not a good team conte rallied the troops after they were knocked out of every every leg all they had to focus on was the league and that's where they really put together and came together as a team and he he did do uh, some phenomenal tasks as a manager really utilizing ericsson he was essentially becoming a meme at a point uh, coming on in the 88th minute of a game and uh, looking uh, sad as hell uh, to really play for the club but now he's an important part he actually scored the league winning goal right the goal he scored actually won enter the league uh, but it's sad the way they won it uh obviously i'm going to highlight it no fans around and even winning it the day they're not playing right they had to wait on atlanta to draw the game to uh, claim uh, the league winners title but yeah uh, deservedly so i feel like they they had the strongest squad in this uh merry go round season it was uh, filled with covid stuff uh, people getting injured left right and center uh i feel like conte squad was more complete and they really did end up doing a good job for that So well well done and props to Inter Milano for winning the league title. Uh but Serie A is not yet over. There's still uh, things going around. The top 4 uh battle is probably the most exciting in Europe as of right now. 
Uh, who's going to win? Who's going to lose is, is, is going to be the key. Napoli at the time of recording ended up winning 4-1 uh, away to Spezia. So they're back in the top four. Gattuso is doing a good job out there. Uh, what's going to be a tragedy is either that I am going to see Milan not qualify or we're going to see Ronaldo not play in the Champions League as Juventus will be uh, most probably finishing fifth. Uh, what are your thoughts on Inter's win uh, for the league title? I think it's well-deserved. But it also plays a part in saying that the other teams have not been up to par this season. They have been below average. Uh, their managerial appointments have underperformed. Pirlo looked absolutely clu- clueless for the majority of the season. Sampoli lost his way uh, after the halfway mark. They were go- uh, Milan were doing great before that, but after the halfway mark, I feel like a couple of bad results uh, put them in the back foot again. So, and apart from that, I would say that Sassuolo are underperforming, Roma are underperforming yet again. So, a lot of teams are underperforming right now. But I want to ask you one thing about Conte's Inter. And that is, uh, what kind of European aspirations they should have from next season? Or they should only uh, look to retain the league title? So, knowing Inter's ownership, they probably are not that concerned about the European Championships. Right? So, going in uh, deep, into Champions League is probably what they can hope for. Most likely like a quarterfinal finish is what they can hope for or they should be aiming for that as well in all honesty. Teams around Europe are way stronger than them. And But here's an interesting analysis. Right now, there's only Chelsea which are somewhat closer to the way Inter plays. Inter plays a very effective defensive counter-attacking football but all of the top teams across Europe are not built the same way. Uh, City is a dominating possession style based. Same goes for Bayern Munich. Same goes for Barcelona. Uh, and there's Atleti might uh, might be a close comparison to Inter. So uh, what's working in Europe right now is not Conte's style. So I don't see Conte changing that style anytime soon. So uh, their aim should be oh. to retain the Scudetto next season. Uh, which I, I see next season is going to be very tough as all the teams are improving. Like you said, uh, Juventus should do better next season, right? It's the old lady you can never count it out, True. specifically in the league, right? So obviously you got your enter. Napoli under Gattuso has really starting to find his legs. And uh, again, Inzaghi is it's doing a pretty good job. Quietly, Lazio is sneaking up on everyone. And they might have an outside shot yes. of finishing in the top four as well. Whereas obviously Gasparini's Atlanta are exciting and exciting football to watch. And uh, though uh, you're absolutely right in saying Milan might miss out uh, on the Champions League football, we'll, we'll know more as at the time of recording. Uh, Milan and Juventus are still to play, right? They'll play uh, their derby tomorrow. Uh, on Sunday, we're recording this on a Saturday evening, so we'll know more on who's going to have a strong hold. If if they end up coming out with a draw, I see both teams finishing in the top four. But whoever loses, uh, I feel like they're pretty much done in the Champions League hopes. And uh, yeah, knowing Ronaldo, he might be able to pull a clutch performance there. So that brings us to our last topic for the today's podcast, and that is La Liga. And we know that it is very close right now. Real Madrid, Barcelona and Atletico Madrid all have a few games in hand and all of them can come out on top. But I want to ask you this question. Which manager is the most deserving? Uh, I'm going to go with my heart and say Simeone. 
uh, with the amount of service that he's given to this club. And I feel like he's a very underappreciated manager because of the style of football he plays. All the hipsters in the world want position-based football, <laughs> but football is not played one way. It's not all free-flowing attacking football. Defense first, True. the greatest manager of all time, for Ferguson said that attacks win you game, but defense wins you titles, right? League titles at that. Yeah. And I feel like uh, Simeone, uh, though the wheels were starting to fall off a little bit here and there, uh, he might be able to pull clutch in this one and win the title. And I feel like he might be the most deserving one right now. Not the most improved, right? I feel like, but the most deserving. I, uh, what, what do you think? I, I would have to go with uh, Zidane because they had Real Madrid had, at the time of recording, 60 injuries. That's a bit too much. A bit too much. And he has still managed to keep them in the title race with, with a fairly decent points total. Apart from Karim Benzema, Zidane has no other options in attack. In midfield, he has a very old and tired Luka Modric, who is a brilliant player, but you can imagine how much of a stress on Zidane's shoulder is right now. If Modric got injured somehow, then the league would have been gone away in a much earlier fashion. I didn't want Simeone to win because he had such a good margin at the start of the season and he once again somehow blew it. So that's my take. Alright, so we're forgetting the most improved manager in my thinking, Komen here. Uh, all all three teams are have got a pretty easy run into the uh, uh, to the title. At this point, the three games remaining, four for Real Madrid with the game in hand. Uh, it's anyone's guess on who's going to win. But yeah, I think you put it uh, the question in the right way that who's deserving. And we've got both got arguments, but you also got the argument that Koeman has done a good enough job improving what Barcelona was. Managing the whole messy debacle uh, that the last management left at the hand of him. Uh, he, he's done a good job. He's brought Messi back to life. And uh, yeah, no doubt in my mind who the best player uh, in against Ronaldo and Messi was. So we always discuss who's the best player uh, between Ronaldo and Messi each season. I feel like Messi is the better player this season without a shadow of a doubt with the way he's managed to rally the Barcelona team around and even after the debacle of him uh, almost leaving Barcelona came into place. But yeah, I, I feel like uh, it's Atleti's to lose and yeah, we'll, we'll see how this one ends up. All right, thank you so much for joining us again for yet another episode of FDTV Podcast. I've been your host, Jawad, along with my co-host, Ali. Make sure to leave a comment if you have any suggestions for us or you agree or disagree with one of our things. Thank you for joining us. FDTV out.